0: Odyssey Sports presents Big Time Baseball with MLB insider John Heyman and former major leaguer Tony Gwynn Jr.
1: Back at it again with another episode of Big Time Baseball. I guess we'll call this the Hall of Fame edition. And alongside uh, myself, alongside myself is uh, my partner, John Heyman. John, how, how are you today?
0: I'm good. How are you doing? Very exciting day. We're looking forward to the results on Tuesday.
1: We're doing yeah, this on yeah. Monday. Big, big, big announcement tomorrow. Well, at least we I'm sure there are a lot of whole hall of fame hopefuls that hope there's big, uh, big news tomorrow. Um, uh, don't know who's going in other than Fred McGriff at this point. Um, but this is a, a an interesting ballot, right? I, I think, uh, you know, I, I'll just list the guys that have actually received a percentage of votes. There's, there's a ton of guys on this, but Rolland, um, Helton Wagner, Andrew Jones, Gary Sheffield, Alex Rodriguez, Jeff Kent, Manny Ramirez, Omar Vizcaino, uh, Andy Pettit, Jimmy Rollins, Bobby Abreu, Mark Burley, and Tori Hunter. Um, you do have some newcomers on the list. Carlos Beltran uh, is on that list. Uh, John, first let me ask, let's start with this. How many guys or does anybody – Get on this ballot aside from Fred McGriff, do you think, this year?
0: Well, it looks like we have numbers through, I don't know if it's half the votes counted or what, uh, Ryan Thibodeau does a good job tabulating, and uh, it looks like uh, Roland and Helton have a chance. They're right now polling above the 75% threshold, but of course the public ballots are usually more favorable, so they're going to be right on the borderline, so one or two of those could get in or nobody which is possible. And it's a ballot, I think, with, uh, you know, a lot of possibles, no definites. Uh, the two guys who are really clearly Hall of Famers on their achievements, their accomplishments, are Alex Rodriguez and Manny Ramirez, both linked to steroids. And they have uh, a number of other guys, like 14, 15 other guys who are You know, right on that borderline. Not that that's a negative, because if you're in the top 1% or 2%, you're an incredible baseball player. But the other guys, uh, you can make a case for about 14, 15 guys, or you can make a case against. So uh, no guarantees. No Ken Griffey on this ballot. No Cal Ripken. uh, No Tony Gwynn Sr.
1: No, no, there there isn't. Um, I think Gary Sheffield's a guy uh, that has some – unbelievable numbers that should be getting some, uh, some votes. Will he, I, I, I don't know, but I let's focus on those two that you taught that you were talking about that have a chance, Scott Rowland uh, and Todd Helton. Uh, now I actually heard this the other day. I, I, I think uh, Harold Renner Reynolds, I, I was here heard. Uh, I was listening to on the, uh, on the MLB network. And he mentioned the fact that he had had a conversation with my dad about Todd Helton uh, definitely being a Hall of Famer. Now, I, I don't recall the, the same conversation with him, but I would say that um, he certainly is deserving. And I think possibly Larry Walker getting in um, and going in as, as a Rocky or, or a guy who put up a ton of numbers in, as a Rocky at the very least, uh, I think opens the door for Todd Hill. I think he should have, he'll have a legitimate chance. and I, And I think he's deserving, quite frankly. Yeah,
0: I mean, I was very close with him, to him, voting for him, and I I ultimately did not. I voted for four guys. I voted for Kent, Roland, Andrew Jones, and Jimmy Rollins. You know, I look at the total picture, offense and defense, so I probably favor guys who are great defensively more than some others. So to me, Andrew Jones and Roland and Rollins fit in that category. I, you know, Rollins, I can see he's not going to make it, uh, but. You know, I'd like to see him continue on the ballot. I think he had great impact. I go by impact more than stats. I never have quite gotten there for the Coors Field guys. I I do get it. Uh, Incredible percentages. You know, if you look at his on-base, his uh, slugging, his batting average, clearly a Hall of Famer. To me, I still look at Coors, and, you know, if you don't have huge numbers overall, I still – haven't quite gotten there, but I, I do think he will get in. If he doesn't get in this year, he will get in next year. So I, I think the majority of people do agree with you on on Helton. Uh, so many guys just so close. Helton, Wagner was close for me.
1: Yeah. Uh,
0: yeah. You know, Pettit. Uh, you know, you can make a case for K Rod, uh, Beltron. To me, Beltron has it on the numbers. I, I held him out for one year, and I've never done this before, but for the Houston issue um so i think next year i will probably end up voting for him someone could say that's not fair but uh,
1: so, so you gave him a one-year penalty
0: i did give him i did I, I figured he wouldn't make it the first year and uh i did I, I i'm more about the uh the uh integrity of the game than something off the field you know i i don't okay. Family, okay. if someone makes does something bad off the field uh you know unless it's really heinous and none of nobody's really risen to that category for me. I mean, you know, we don't have O.J. Simpson on the ballot or something like that. You know, to me, it's about the game and the integrity of the game. And, uh, you know, the steroid guys generally I've not voted for. And that's, again, why I don't vote for Sheffield. Uh, he, to me, he does have the numbers. He's in that category of guys who have the numbers. But to me, LinkedIn steroids, you know, I didn't vote for Ortiz. He did, what did he get? 81% of the vote. I didn't vote for him. You know, I think Sheffield, Sosa, and Ortiz are all in the same category. Yet weirdly, Ortiz got 81%. Sosa gets almost nothing. And Sheffield will be in between. And to me, it seems to be about public relations, which I can see voting for any of them, really. I I get it if someone wants to discount and not worry about the steroids. I get it. Um, So I, I understand that. But I don't understand the dichotomy there, why Ortiz is worth 81%. And Sosa, almost nothing. And Sheffield in between. To me, they're all in the same category. To me, they're all Hall of Famers based on what they did. And, uh, you know, if you want to vote for a steroid guy, go right ahead. I get it. Uh, and it's, a, you know, it's a smaller link than, let's say, Ramirez or Arod, right? It's, right? It's, it's right. a smaller link, but he was in the Mitchell Report. He was in Balco. To me, that's enough to not vote for him. But he is trending. It's The funny thing is the way guys are trending. Like Vizquel started with 50%. He's worked his way down to 10%. Then you have a lot of guys like Wagner who started with 10% and they're working their way up to 50%. I have changed my mind on guys, but not to that degree where it's half the electorate is, is changing on guys. I do think it's probably, even though Ryan Thibodeau does a great job, it's too much out there publicly and too many people are influenced by what others are saying on That's- the internet. They should just go by their own feel and then we'd have 400 people voting and it would be a fair election. Here you've got guys who don't want to be ripped on the Internet voting for guys. And, and it's got to be that because to go from we've had several yeah. guys go from 10 or 15 percent all the way up to 80 uh, percent. Don't get it.
1: I'm willing to give some of that to people who maybe. Are just seeing things differently now than they may have in the past, but not all of it. I mean, those are huge; those are huge gains and losses, right? um, That that are that are really unexplainable,
0: right? It may be justified though, because look, I mean, look at Bird Blylevin. I never was convinced because I I really don't care what anyone says on the internet, so I I didn't I wasn't. I've noticed. I've noticed. I don't care. Yeah, so I wasn't (laughs) swayed. I never voted for him. I think he was on fourteen times. And now I look at it and I can understand why people voted for the whole Things. It might've taken me 20 years. And, um, so I get, I get why people change, but in that case, it was, there was a big internet outcry and this has been the case I think with Wagner and some of the other guys and a good case can be made for Wagner. He's one of the greatest closers. There's no question about that. But to me, let me ask you a question. Yeah. You're, you're, you're a team. You've got the first year, you've got a rookie Billy Wagner and you've got a rookie Jimmy Rollins. You have to trade one of them, and you get the same thing back for either one of them. Who who would you like to hold on to? Jimmy Maybe. Rollins. Yeah. To me, the answer is clearly Jimmy Rollins. Yeah. He had the greater impact. He was a winner. He was. He got. And Adelaide. that's, that's that could be based.
1: That could yeah. be based clearly off of the positions they play. I mean, uh, right. granted, a, a closer is going to come in. He's going to he's going to have an impact. In Billy Wagner's case, somewhere of forty five and sixty games, right? right? But Jimmy Rollins can have that impact on a nightly basis, and and has more games to actually be able to do it. So from that standpoint alone, I would say the same thing. But then when you put together what they actually did in their careers, I, I think that's that's pretty evident. Yeah,
0: I mean, to me, Rollins had a greater impact. I, you know, I'm not knocking Billy Wagner. I could certainly see people voting for him. And Absolutely. I, I get why people are up to 50%. But there's a reason why these closers, even the best ones, have a war of 25 or 30. Whereas, and to me, Rollins was underrated in terms of his defense. At least. Yes. So I don't think the defensive metrics do him justice. But, you know, he's got a war of around 48. You know, so he certainly contributed more based on that number, which is the one overall number. So, you know, and I'm not, I don't want to pick on, on Wagner versus Rollins, but I would say the same thing for any reliever versus, let's say, a Burley or a Pettit. And I haven't voted for right. Burley or Pettit, but you, you have the first year of Andy Pettit or Billy Wagner and you get to keep them for their whole career. Who would you hang on to? Uh, you know, I mean, Andy, to me, Andy Pettit was uh, incredible impact. And of course being on the Yankees did help, but won a lot of games, a lot of innings. So, you know, I, I'm not quite there on the relievers. I eventually did vote for Hoffman. Uh, I did see it, you know, uh, he had bigger bulk numbers, uh, it's similar type stats on percentages, but bigger bulk numbers than Wagner. I, I don't like to make a case against anyone. And, um, And I get it because Wagner had that great strikeout percentage and all. And he was incredible when he was on the the mound. But, uh, you know, everybody looks at it differently. But I I wish people weren't so influenced by what they read on the Internet.
1: Yeah, I I remember when Billy Wagner retired and I remember thinking to myself, this guy's a Hall of Famer. And so I'm a stick with that. And, and, you know, it's different. I I don't get a vote ultimately, so it doesn't really matter what I think. But it uh, does. It matters to me. when you when you're talking about when you're talking about Hall of Famers, it could get complicated when you are then trying to compare them to other guys at different positions. That's when it becomes complicated. Now I understand you. There's an element of that that you have to do because you're giving you know your votes on that. Um, but you know, in his case, I personally think he he's he's a Hall of Famer. Well, um, a
0: lot of people look at it like you. Who is the best at their position? But to me. It's a diminished position if you're throwing one inning versus in those days, six or seven innings. You know, or Mike, Mark Burley, he was just consistent. He wasn't spectacular. He didn't throw that hard, but he was amazingly consistent. And ultimately, in my the way I look at it, more productive than all the closers. Obviously, Mariano Rivera is a separate case. The impact that he had, he's the greatest closer of all time, but I, I still have a hard time. And I, I'm not alone, but I, I do think I'm probably in the minority in saying tough to get there for me, for the, for the relief pitcher. And there's a reason someone's a relief pitcher instead of a starter. Starters have a greater repertoire and, you know, more durability. And, but I, I still didn't, I still didn't vote for Burley or Pettit. So, um, you know, it's, it's one of those ballots where there's no obvious clear cut guys, clear cut guy. And uh, well, how would you go on a rod and Manny? Cause you know what they did on the field? I mean, they're clearly hall of famers, but You know, where do you go? I I mean,
1: yeah, I mean, listen, both of those guys. um, Both of those guys had ability that before they got caught up in in the steroid issue, um, they were already they were they were going to be Hall of Famers. Now, unfortunately for them, listen, no matter how I feel about this particular situation, there are consequences to actions that, that, that these guys have taken. And unfortunately those consequences may be that they don't get in the hall of fame because of it. Uh, But there's no doubt uh, a rod and, and Manny specifically who who I got to share a field with um, these dudes were incredible, incredible baseball players. And had they not done anything, had they not uh, and in a rod's case, I think he, he and I think he's admitted to this, that his actions after getting caught are probably the most egregious part of it all. <laughs> um, and it's probably what ends up costing him getting into the, to the Hall of Fame. Um, I, I just think, you know, those those are the consequences. I, I think they're Hall of Famers, though.
0: Right. Well, I mean, certainly these guys ended up by doing the steroids. I think almost all of them ended up making more money winning more awards in some cases. They already got some a lot of positives out of it. So there are consequences, as you said. I mean, clearly both guys had the talent to be Hall of Famers without the steroids. I agree with you. I would say A-Rod's case, it, it didn't – he wasn't a Hall of Famer before he took steroids because it was in Texas. That's true. That's, he true. That's true. That's caught in the loosey-goosey. You remember that quote? It was the loosey-goosey times. I forgot yet, about that. He didn't, he didn't have I've, 10 years in at that point. So he didn't do it before. That's why I I make that one exception Barry Bonds cuz to me he was a whole Famer. He was already Hall of Famer. He was, already in. He was right. already in. I mean he was already the best player in the game and then he became Babe Ruth when he started doing the steroids and so I didn't vote for him initially and I cuz I really think it's a real no-no to do steroids and I eventually did did vote for him cuz I I ultimately consider every case and what you said is absolutely right before he he was a home run before he started considering it and it was certainly in an earlier era, and he's never been caught. Now, A-Rod, it was... He's a smack dab before. in the middle of it. Yeah, yeah, he was in the middle of it. He got suspended. He got suspended again. He only has himself to blame. And I like the guy. He was, on our, he, he was on another podcast that I do. I, he was great with us. And that one thing that Jimmy... Jimmy Rollins was on our podcast in the New York Post uh, last week, and he was fabulous. And, of course, I did vote for him, but... One thing he thought, and I think a lot of the guys who are on the ballot think this, that the, the voters are influenced by whether they like the guy, whether they gave him a good interview. And I, I think there probably are a couple like that. But There's I no say, doubt. I, I, I know the players think that, but I, I can tell you from my perspective, and nothing against Jeff Kent, you know, for whatever reason, I didn't get along with him at all. I vote for him. Of all the guys on the ballot, the one guy I was really friendly with was Andy Pettit. I don't vote for him. So I'm not influenced by it. Somebody might be. Yeah, I don't know. I
1: don't, I don't know what the number is or how many, but I I, I would say that. I, I would, my guess would be you're not the majority. John. Well,
0: let me say this. Jim Rice, who was not good with the media, although he's in the media. You know, how many, you know what? So many guys, I'm sure you were great with the media, although I don't recall dealing with you as a player. But how many guys are in the media who are so terrible with the media? Jim Rice is a guy like that, and he got
1: in. Right? How long, though, did it take for him to get well, in? Well, but he's
0: borderline. I think he's a borderline case because he was not. He was a one-dimensional player, right? If you compare him to Albert Bell, now someone's going to say Albert Bell's not in because people didn't like him. And there might be some effect. I don't vote for him because he didn't have a long enough career. But Steve Carlton, I mean, this is before my time even for the most part, um, uh, notoriously terrible with the media. He got almost every single vote. Um you know, there are other things like
1: there. There, here, I'll give you my perspective on it, having having yeah. heard folks like my dad and his peers talk about this before. I, I think there's maybe have been a shift in uh, in the media and how uh, long we hold on to things. Uh, it seems like there's been a little bit of shift, but I know at that time there were certainly a lot of people that felt like it, and it's apparently yeah. it's still still is the case today that feel like uh, there are certain media members that that do hold that as part of it. Maybe not all, maybe not, maybe the yeah. number's not big, but the numbers don't have to be big when we're talking about a hall of fame vote. You know what I'm saying? This is, it can you only know. take a, a few that can, can skew that. Well, I I attribute
0: some of that to just bad voting, but you know, if you look <laughs> at okay. it, you know, I mean, you know, there are guys now who only miss out by one vote or three votes or whatever. Presumably they had run into somebody and it does and, you know, nobody's holding against him except that I guess one person didn't vote for Jeter. I don't know. There was three people I think didn't vote for Griffey. I think those are just bad voters. I don't. I don't think it was anything personal. And like <laughs> just, I said,
1: just bad voters. No, it's,
0: it's only a couple. It's only a few. You know, we doesn't less than one percent. But right. Rice, as I said, got in, and I think he got a fair number of votes. I don't think he, it was held against him. I think he he was a, a great slugger. Didn't have a huge home run total. But he was a great slugger, and he sh- should be in. And he got in. And uh, you know, like I said, Carlton not good with the media, and got almost every single vote. So I, I don't think that's the case. Um, you know, maybe in an extreme example like Albert Bell, it might affect him a little bit. You know, yeah. where he was really terrible with everybody.
1: I, um, I agree with you. I agree <laughs> with you on on Jimmy as well. I mean, I, I'm a little biased, uh, yeah. And I'm pretty, I'm pretty close to him. But his impact was was. On that level uh, as well.
0: Yeah, I think I, he's being unfairly overlooked. I I don't get it. I mean, to me, it's it's called the Hall of Fame. It's about impact. It's about fame. It shouldn't be about all stats. And I mean, he's he's got more hits than anybody else in Philly's history. So that's a pretty good stat. Um, you know, to me, he he was a winner, and yeah. uh, that should be in there. You know, not to pick on anybody, but Abreu has better stats, and he's now trending better. Then Rollins
1: Abreu's another one. I mean, that's How is he's, he a Hall
0: of Famer? I don't get. I mean, I'm nothing again. He's certainly in the top two percent. We're talking about all borderline guys. I I don't see it. You know, based on WAR or percentages or he, I don't think anybody thought he was a Hall of Famer when he was playing. You know, his impact was good, but it's not like Jimmy Rollins. It's not like Andrew Jones. It's not like Carlos Beltran. You know, it's not like even Billy Wagner, any of these guys, I, I right. don't get it. And I all feel right. bad talking against somebody, but I think that's, again, one of those internet things where someone's looking at the stats and they've come up with some great stat that shows why they're a hall of famer. And, and, oh yeah, that's great. It's a great stat. It's not all of stats.
1: No, no, it's not. It's, 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 I mean, it's, it's hard to define it. Right. But it certainly is a 10 year span of uh, or that particular decade were you the guy were were exactly. you amongst the best during that 10 year span that's at least what my opinion is on what it should be so I think um, that's so, fair you know we'll, we'll have to I like it that's a good way to define it yeah no eventually we'll uh we'll get the answers on this uh, actually tomorrow tomorrow <laughs> we'll get the answers on this
0: we will we will and i i think by and large the, the voters have done pretty well i like the fact they have the veterans committee that cleans it up I, I yeah, did think yeah, Trammell yeah. and Morris ultimately, while well, borderline, I did ultimately vote for them at the end, and I'm glad that the Veterans Committee put them in. They've they've overshot on one or two cases, in my opinion, but not terribly. You know, I mean, there was so much yeah. bruhaha about Harold Baines getting it. Harold Baines was a great player. You know, I, I think that's another internet thing where there people are saying, "How could this guy be a whole?" F- I mean, what do you have? Twenty seven hundred hits. It's pretty good. Uh, you know, he was pretty pre- good player. I he's didn't pretty vote Pretty good. For him. Pretty good. So it didn't offend me. I think the Veterans Committee generally does a good job. Sometimes it gets a little too, when you have 15 people, to me, that gets a little too personal. You know, you get a guy stumping for somebody and and convincing a few others in the room, and he can get in. Uh, That, to me, more about personality than the whole electorate.
1: I can already hear it both of us saying pretty good. Well, it's not the pretty it's not the pretty good of fame. So, <laughs> you it, it's 2700 hits is excellent. It's beyond pretty excellent. good. It's uh, beyond pretty not, good. Not, and, and I get yeah. it. I
0: didn't vote for Harold Baines, but I mean to have the outcry that people had, it was it was beyond what it should have been. I mean, he had a great career.
1: Well, the debate will come to an end, well, at least this year. It will come to an end tomorrow. We'll find out who's getting in, who's not getting in. Um, so that'll do it for this big time baseball episode you can catch us anywhere you can find your podcast you can also catch us on the odyssey app until next week for tony Gwynn jr for john Heyman, have a good one